Hey you, and welcome back to the final episode of Chapter One. In episode four, I sit down with Monica. She tells us how she got to where she is, how her career opened the doors to her life passion, seeking acceptance from your parents, the importance of choosing you every time, and meeting yourself exactly where you are. And I also get a quick lesson in all things keto, a truly powerful story from your newest big sis or your cool auntie. Enjoy for the last time in this series. Don't forget to drop a star rating, share with another good sis or sister, your mum or even your brother. Enjoy and I look forward to catching up with you in series two. guys and welcome back to another episode of the Chats of Adulthood podcast. It's your host Melise and today we, you have the double M's in the building. Senior biomedical scientist by day, accountability coach 24 hours a day, seven days a week, kick-ass fitness babe and a woman who embodies the saying that health is wealth and one of the newest members of the 30s and thriving society, the amazing and wonderful Monica or Coach Mon as some of you may know her. So welcome, hello, how are you? Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, girl. All these accolades. Yeah, well, listen, <laughs> you, you. you've done it. You've done a lot. You've done a lot. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried. I really have tried. Yeah, yeah, you've done a lot. But thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. I'm all right, thank you. Just finally having a day off today and just taking some time out to actually chill and have a chat with you. <laughs> nice. Well, well yeah. yeah, well, well deserved. Mm. So, um. I know you as a person, you mm. are, you know, you you literally live what you preach. You're such an open book, you yes. know, um, and I think it's, it's so refreshing, especially in a world that constantly pushes this narrative of perfection and, mm. um, you know, which is not even a thing. And it, so it's so refreshing to kind of see. Um, and I know that just the other day you were, you were posting and, you know, reading us ladies that I think what was the quote, sis, you don't have to have a flat stomach, big butt and all designer clothes oh, be nope. popping. Stop letting <laughs> social media kill your confidence. I'm a baddie in a twelve ninety nine dress. Exactly. That line. Exactly. And it'll be from <laughs> from pretty little things and I will rock it no issues <laughs> amen I, I feel like that must that might be the title of the episode that line I'm like, oh, claps I love it yeah. <laughs> I love it it's so cool yeah. so oh, first of all sorry, tell us what is a senior biomedical scientist like what, <laughs> like what does that role entail I was like oh my what god what does it mean so, okay <laughs> for those that don't know please let us let us um, know like so senior I think it's easier if I just sort of like give you a timeline of my career and how I've ended up okay. where I am now because I didn't think I would be where I am now ah <laughs> so, okay yes. amazing Jordan. and that's to be fair that was one of my questions uh, okay. so that's perfect so I, I know you nice. did no let's get into it from now I know mm-hmm. you did say that you recently you know transitioned transitioned into you know, a career that you said like wasn't wasn't mm. in the plan something that you know not to say you, you didn't feel ready for but you, you didn't realize this was where kind of life was going so I think mm-hmm. yeah why not let's let's start there on like yeah. you know where you was before and how how you got to to hear yeah in terms of like the science career like, career and then we'll go over to who coach mon is yes as well yeah because it all <laughs> kind of like ties in together and i don't know if everybody else oh. feels this way about their life that it just you then look back five years later and be like wow 
it's all added up. So, so yeah. yeah. So basically, I went to university, University of West of England, and I studied biomedical sciences. So the thing was okay. that my parents wanted me to do medicine. I guess this is like every Afro-Caribbean <laughs> parent. You're either going to be an engineer, you're either going to be a doctor, yeah. or you're going to be a lawyer or something like that. So I right. wasn't too keen on doing medicine. <laughs> so I was like, no, patient facing, having to deal with people. I don't want to say like moaning and, you know, being in pain and stuff. I will feel very sorry for them. And half the time I'll be crying. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I couldn't do it. I don't like blood and I'll be crying with them. So I feel, I feel, I feel it too much. So I couldn't do it either. I get that. So I was like... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. I was like, no, maybe medicine is not for me. So I found when I went to Careers Day, uh, when I was in, um, I was in, yeah, second year of college, went to the Careers Day and they were like, yeah, we've got this course. It's called Biomedical Sciences. So I was like, okay, it's got the medical part in there. So my parents will be happy. So it's a win-win and it's science. I'm good at science. So let's just go with it. But ideally I wanted to do business. I wanted to do more yeah, yeah. finance and things like that. Yeah. But my parents were just like science. So I was like, okay, let's go down this route. So I started doing my degree second year of uni. I realized this is not what I want to do. I was like, what is this? What did I actually sign up for? I did not enjoy my course. And then I went on to my placement here. And then I said, well, I'm already here anyway. Let's see what the industry looks like. And I've already paid all of this money for this degree. So I felt like one, my parents, I need to make them proud. And two, I've already yeah. come this far. What's the point of going back? So for other people, I would say, if you feel like it's not for you, do it. But for me, I guess it was the pressures, the outside pressures of, yes. you know, trying to please my family mm -hmm. and also just feeling like, well, you've already started something. You might as well finish yeah. it. So I went on my placement here and I did what they call like a multidisciplinary rotation. So what it is, is that, you know, when you go to a GP and yes. they're like, okay, Emily's, you know, we need to take a blood sample from you just to sort of like have a look at what's going on on the inside. So the people yeah. that then have a look at your blood sample, that's me. So that's the biomedical scientist. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you tell your doctor, you're like, yes, I've got a headache. I've got pain here and there. He'll be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. But sometimes doctors need further sort of like further information to help them diagnose and find out what's exactly going on with you. So 70% of my job is helping doctors make diagnosis choices for patients. Oh my God. I need to send you my blood test. Yeah. I've got... <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So things like that. I have a look from the inside of the body. So I don't need to see you face to face, but I can okay. be like, yes, wow. yes, you need to drink a little bit more water. You're a bit dehydrated. All of these things I can tell them just by looking at the color of your blood sample. That is amazing. Oh my, and and do you, do you enjoy what you do? Like, do you enjoy it? So when I was doing my placement here and being in the industry and seeing exactly what the role was going to be like, I started to enjoy it. I started to see my place. I was like, okay, I can see myself doing this for a little while, but I don't know if I can do this for a very long time because obviously it's all, it also becomes repetitive because it's must. You get thousands and thousands of uh, samples that you're going through on a daily basis, trying to just get the results back out to doctors, to GPs, so that they can give them back to wow. the patients and then make all of the medical choices that they need to make. So, wow. <laughs> That's so, so for you guys, so was yeah. that like, um, did your, 
you're, I know you have been in this role for, you know, that, mm. is this the so new this role you haven't been in for that long, so isn't it? This is the beginning of the career. So that's when I did my right. placement here. So I, so what we did is that you choose a discipline that you specialize in because you know, the human body is so broad and it's like the information. Sometimes you need to specialize and become really good at one thing. Otherwise you just become, right. so like, for example, general practitioners, they have an idea about every disease, but sometimes they would then need to send you to a specialist who would then have a better understanding of what you're doing. So the first five years of my career, I specialized in what we call biochemistry. So okay, that's okay, all yeah. the, chemi- uh, the, chemi- uh, the chemical reactions and everything that goes on in your body. So some of the conditions that we used to look at would be things like diabetes, um, anybody with liver issues, renal issues. And then now came my new love, endocrinology so that's everything to do with our metabolism our hormones right. so like you know like yes. for us women our reproductive cycles all of these things I knew it academically I was doing it yes. as a career but to actually apply it to myself to my body to the things that I was doing to myself and how I was just going yeah. on in life so there was a massive gap with that so it's only when I started to sort of like dig a little bit deeper into endocrinology right. and do a little bit more research into so one of the things that I kind of like wanted to get into is that the the idea that for us you can either use sugar as your source of fuel so you're eating carbs and then the ketogenic diet so that's where coach more then starts to come in so the ketogenic diet where we use fat so all of this I started it as a career just doing it because I went to school and this is now what I do to make a living but I never really had a passion for it I was just ticking life's boxes to say okay you did the degree okay now that you got the degree you got the job now that you have the job you need to progress within your job so it's like yeah every year every year I have an exam I have a course I have the next thing I'm yeah. trying to do my PhD I'm thinking masters I'm, doing, I'm thinking this so it was like <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it's just, it just you're just going along cycle. with you know yeah doing what you're supposed to kind of supposed to do you know like what the conventional to do is yeah so then you know as we kind of said at the beginning obviously yes you are you know scientist monica but you you know you also have Mm -hmm. this other side of you where you you know you coach and you're an accountability coach Mm -hmm. and i know you live and breathe you know keto yeah so how how did do you kind of you know, get like get into that? Like, how, how, where, is, where was that born? You know, and then yeah. I don't know. Did that kind of help that life of keto then help you know um, align your career and maybe help you to find that mm. passion? in you know your kind of day to day and your living yes absolutely so what happened was that so one of the first things that I would say I believe it is that we find our passion within our pain you know with every test that you have you're going to have the testament that comes out of it it's not to say go out there looking for trouble but just to say some of the things that (laughs) happen in our lives when you look back at it I feel like it was leading you towards something so I was I was pretty much obese and overweight most of my adult life and I I was the highest weight I got to was in 2016 and I got to 136 kgs so I was I was over like entering the morbid obese sort of like categories and okay you know as a young woman at 26 to me I was just living my best life I was you know I was drinking every weekend (laughs) with my girls you know the girl Mm -hmm. the guys they like the booty and all of this and so it's like (laughs) (laughs) once again you're just living for other people because 
yes. really and truly when you think about it, your health, when you get to such numbers within your weight, yeah. you're ending up in hospital. Whether you think curvy is healthy, curvy is beautiful, when you clinically become obese to that level, you're going to end up in hospital. And, you know, that's what happened. I ended up in hospital and my doctor told oh. me, I'm not even going to play around with you, Monica. Listen, <laughs> you're smart. <laughs> you're a young, beautiful girl. I don't want to put you on medication for the rest of your adult life. The best thing yeah. for us to do is for you to lose weight. Lose weight. Wow. And then you find that your body starts to function better. So I then started wow. to look at endocrinology because endocrinology looks at everything in your body that needs to function and the balance. So your hormones always need to be in a balance. You know, your temperature your body is always constantly regulating your body temperature so that you're not overheating or you're not becoming too cold. So all of these things, our bodies are always striving to get a balance. And when you're obese, when you're you know, overeating and you're not looking after yourself, you're overindulging in everything, there is no balance. Your body is constantly overcompensating to try and fix one yes, thing okay. after the other, after the other, after the other. So yeah, so my doctor was just like, you know what, all of these things, the root is your weight. Once we wow. fix this, things will start falling into place. So he was like, it's your life. You're 26. You decide what you want to do. And I had to choose life. I had to say, you know what? I'm Monica. You know, I'm the life of the party. This is not the end for me. Yeah. <laughs> There's still more. <laughs> I need to get yes. to 30. Right. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen. And wow. That was, wow. That was it. <laughs> And that's when it all started. That's when it all started. Yeah. So when you look at the, so when I look at my weight loss journey now, I realized that it just wasn't about me losing the weight, me losing the pounds to get snatched and, you know, look cute. It was a a complete change of who I was as a person. Yeah. Wow. Okay. When I look at it, right, the norm for me, my eating habits was to either starve myself or to binge. Mm -hmm. So that was a cycle I was constantly in. And so I had to then sit back and say, Mon, your relationship with food is not the best. That's why you are where you are. And our relationship with food, oh my God. It's like, you want to celebrate. What do you do? Let's go and get it. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, that is like it's funny you say that because it's and not even that it's such a like yeah. it's such a cultural thing, you yes. know. As you said, like culturally, you ce- we celebrate with food mm-hmm. and you know drink and yeah. family and togetherness. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's crazy how as you're saying when you now have you know for you it's like a life or death. Um, yes. You know, like again for me, my mm. health journey kind of started mm. maybe like two and a half years ago now as well. It just mm. it was just that feeling of never being happy you know with how I looked in the mirror and it was like yeah. what is it going to take yeah. for you to you know kind of yeah basically be happy with what you look like um yeah. and at the time for me I mean my, my dad said to me that yeah. when I was 14 years old like he's I was sitting on my bed one day and I said to him like oh dad why, why am I so ugly like what is wrong with me oh, and I've been thinking yeah. oh my god 10 10 years later that is the same thought that I have. So yeah. something has to change. Like, you know, something has to change. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just like a, it's like a life reality almost like hits mm-hmm. you in the head, but you're having to now unlearn everything that you know, <laughs> you know, as you're, everything that you know. And even, you know, mm-hmm. as you're saying, even now, even being on this, on this health journey, yeah. um, 
there are you know there are still days where you, as you're saying when you're upset you want to go and get food because yeah. it's just what you do <laughs> right it's standard you you've are. i don't know yeah. you um it's friday you go and yeah, get a takeout take that's what you do. it's been a hard <laughs> week you know glass of wine right. and stuff like you, know, you want to kick back and relax and sometimes we also call it self-care ah oh, let's just chill out yeah, you know right. <laughs> girl <laughs> it's yeah. so true so yeah how how has it like celeb celebratory wise you know mm. being on this diner how has that changed for you you know and yeah. having to unlearn mm. all those things as we all know as we share as black yeah. people that cele- you celebrate with food that's normal yeah we do we do so so now I think what's now changed is that I've had to realize that I was abusing food you know yes food yeah, is love okay. you're supposed to celebrate with it but it's not for you to yeah. abuse it you know yes. and the same way that I was abusing it food can also be healing so it was now yeah. time oh. for me to understand to say okay Monica you need to understand that food is to fuel your body first and foremost to give yes. you energy for you to perform to show up and do the things that you're supposed to do and then secondly food should be nourishing So when we talk about nourishing, we're talking about you need to get your vitamins, you know, you need to eat your greens, you need to eat your veggies. Your parents, your whole childhood, they've been telling you, eat your vegetables. (laughs) And you're like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) so understanding that you also need nourishing. So that's the love that comes from food because the nourishment, that's the building blocks, that's the skin glow, you know, like what are you doing for your skin? I'm eating the right foods now. I'm drinking my water, sis. You know, your nails are yeah. growing. Your hair is flourishing. So I had to understand that that's what food was. Food was not for me to say, you know what? I'm highly emotional right now. Let me wolf it yeah. down. Yeah. So once I understood yeah. that, I then looked at the actual macros. So the ketogenic diet is quite controversial because we people say we don't eat carbs. Or it's a very low-carb diet. Yes. 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 So you know what you say about unlearning? So it's about, it's also unlearning the idea to say that you can only fuel using carbs. It's now understanding that there's another fuel source and it's fat. But with you eating high fat, you can then not eat high sugar. So it's now a choice to say, which way do you want to go? So I chose fat and that's where the ketogenic diet then changed everything for me because I stripped away carbs. For me, carbs are a trigger. I'm very honest with my clients. I'm very honest with everybody who follows me. And when I'm coaching to say, coaching is progressive. It's a way of life. You know, I'm not going to present to you as a perfect person. I'm better. And for me, carbs have always been a trigger food. So by completely taking them away and stripping sort of like the thing that was causing me to fall off track, to react, to possibly want more of it. I then started looking and thinking, wow, you did not eat, need to eat all of those things you were eating. Wow, You really yes. did not need to go. So like one thing, right, if I'm driving to Northampton to see my friend on my way back, I like to stop off at the petrol station and get like some <laughs> snacks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> It's so, it's so easy yeah, when you're driving, isn't it, so as well? Easy. So easily done. You really don't need all of these things. So now you're starting to see habits, habits, these little yes. habits that you have, that you do, and you just brush them off thinking yeah. they're just nothing. But the thing is, these habits become your toxic trait. 
It then breeds all of these things. And that's where my coaching now comes in to say, you know, let's look at the things that you do on a daily basis. You say you want to get better. You know, you know, the conversation you had with your dad when you were younger, that will be something that we would say, okay, you have that desire to change, but what are you going to do about it? Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that, and even just to, you know, that is even like mm-hmm. something that I think in that you kind of get to understand in adulthood is that mm-hmm. you know, I think, and I think that's the biggest thing about adulthood and not quite understanding mm-hmm. and having these transitional periods of not being like you've got it all together. Yeah, is that you know, you know the what, but you don't know how. You never know the, the how part. The how, yes. how do I get there? Yes. How do I do this and I think sometimes yeah. that is the, mm-hmm. the unanswered thing of like life you know yeah. you're just all going along we're winging it we're learning as we go mm-hmm. and there's no book that tells you like how to do anything mm-hmm. how to parent how to be an adult it That's literally is job. just <laughs> are you just doing yeah it? like there's no there's no book unfortunately no so on, I know on a daily basis yes it's hard yeah. on a daily basis mm. um, you empower and emphasize the need to choose your health mm-hmm. and the importance of committing to yourself yeah. how do you as a person do that and what are those what, mm. what are those tangible steps okay and what, you know, what do you what do you tell your clients almost yeah so for me first things first it's about making the choice right to say okay right. I want to change now and with me making this change first thing I need to understand is this is it in alignment with who I am? And when I talk about it being in alignment with who you are, any change that you want to make is going to cost you. And it's going to cost you things like time. You know, you can't really go out with your mates anymore to drink sugary cocktails every Friday. You're focused on your health goals. So it's costed you that relationship with your friends. And you have to sit down and think to yourself, okay, is this really worth it? And with me doing this, once I've achieved these things, am I also going to hold on to them and keep them for life? So to my clients, I say to them, think long term. Before you make this change, before we start doing this, can you see yourself sustaining this for at least six months or more? If the answer is yes, then let's come up with a plan. And that's when you then take it to say, okay, where are you now right now with your life? What's your reality looking like? And once I have a better yeah. understanding of your reality, we then look at the aspects of your reality that you're not too happy about. And then we try and work from those little things, little things. So I meet you where you are, which is what I do with myself. I have to meet myself yes. where I am right now instead of, oh, okay, yesterday I was upset. No, 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 no. It's about right now, right here, right now. What choice am I going to make? Because at the end of the day, I'm the one who's in charge. I'm in charge of my life. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, definitely. The choice you make, you know that it's up to you and you have to hold yourself accountable to it because it's going to have an effect on whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So so would you ever take on um, clients who are, you know, I don't know, like working towards a wedding, like a very short term thing, or is it very much like a lifelong... (laughs) in regards to short-term clients so for a long while the structure of my business was mainly for like the long-term goal so one thing that I'm right. now doing is that I'm now also adding a faction out there where I can also offer that but also the thing is that 
when you want to do quick short term the ketogenic diet is not sustainable for that because the moment you then feel like oh my god i want to eat my carbs back on your body will put on two to three grams of water with every gram of carbs that you're eating this is just natural wow they can't fight it yeah it's gonna happen yes so anyone that's ever drastically decreased their carbs and then lost weight and then ate carbs and then woke up the next day looking a bit puffier that's science that's natural there's nothing to do with anything being bad so that's one thing I also have to get sort of like my short-term clients to understand to say that we are only just doing this for this reason yes then after that you now need to think what does your lifestyle look like so that's why yeah, each client, okay. I have to meet you where you are. Each client is very different. So I have to, that's why I have a questionnaire. Anyone that comes to me, we have like a chemistry and a questionnaire section so that I get to understand exactly what your challenges are and how best I can help you with that. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, so oh, now my goodness, do not eat carbs now. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very strange. Try saying it to your African mom. Mom, no salsa today. Yeah. I'm eating vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so it really is. You said that like, it's a life. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a change. Too. But I imagine, mm. like, obviously, we, 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 you know, from your Instagram, we see that you look good, but you must oh, also feel. You. Like, you know, it feels so amazing, like, in yourself mm. since the change as well. Like, yes. you know, it's, it's so different, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. You, you. Yeah, that's what I used to say. I used to, I used to say that, you know, it's a new me. It's a new me sort of like, but then I also need to not forget that I am still the same old Monica with those, you know, some of those old values. It's just that I'm bettering yeah. myself. We're just progressing. Baby. <laughs> we are we love and as humans that's that's natural you know yeah. it's important to progress and evolve you know you, mm. you can't stay stagnant and you know kind of stay being mm. who you are every single year you know that's why you yeah. get to have a birthday yeah and you get to evolve and kind of you know grow and um, I know you said a bit earlier that the kind of importance of being intentional about how you want to show up in the world like how mm. do you kind of go about about that like being intentional with everything yeah. that you're kind of trying to do I know you said before how you were just ticking the boxes yes you know like what what has changed from your tick the ticks box <laughs> living now kind of you know, being intentional going after what you want and you know what your heart desires almost I think now I look at it in terms of who do I want to become So in terms of all of these things that you are doing, what are they amounting to? What kind of a woman are you becoming with these things that you're doing? So obviously with the health and fitness, I want to be here for longer. You know, I want to change the generational dynamics or the generational curses that we've had. Because one thing I've always said is that, oh, I come from a family of big women. We are this way, we are that way. And this is how it is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to oh, change. Big bones. Yeah, oh, you're big, big bones. Bones. <laughs> You know, all of these things, all of these cultural sort of things that we've been carrying and just holding on to. So for me, being intentional is about who I want to become, you know, um, yeah. who Monica is going to be in five years' time. So for me, right now, sort of like taking a break from coaching and redesigning my business, it's more for longevity right. because I'm thinking, I don't just want to burn out every three months which is what's been happening 
I want right, my business hey. to be here. I want legacy now. I want, you know, I want to mm-hmm. be like Weight Watchers. When people think Coach Mon, the yes. rockstar, you know, keto to my health, I want them to put me within the same categories as Weight Watchers. It's coming. It's, it's coming, coming sis. <laughs> yeah. It's so by owning it, it and believing that. that it's also for you. And, you know, yes. that being intentional to say, you know what, I am deserving of this and I'm going to work hard to go towards this. That, that yes. made life so much easier and much better for me. So I truly know to say, OK, yeah. it's not just, you know, a material thing that I want to achieve to say I'm doing this so I can be successful and rich and powerful. No, I'm being intentional yeah. with this because it's going to be about what I'm giving back to the world, what I'm giving back mm-hmm. to people. So, yeah. That's where the changes have now oh. come in. Yeah. I mean, and have, have you seen, is that in like recent years or like, you know, do you, do you remember, do you have like a light bulb yeah. moment? <laughs> you don't remember um, that like at all. A few bits, but I would say most recently, right? It's the, the guy that I was dating. He said to me, the guy that oh. I'm dating, they, they, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to me, you know, one thing that's so annoying about you is that you're really good. You're good at what you do, but you like to put your hands in, very, in several pies. So I uh, said, yes. what? I was like, yeah, I'm a hustler. He was like, no, Mon, <laughs> you're doing it again where you're constantly like trying to achieve this, trying to achieve that, trying to achieve that, trying to achieve that. So you're spreading yourself everywhere right. instead of just focusing on one thing. And he was like, look at your goals. It's taking you much longer to achieve things because you're trying to achieve five things at the same time. So when I looked yes, at it, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, you might be onto something. Lying. He was like, I'm not <laughs> denying that you're superwoman. You are superwoman, babe. You can do it. But why are you trying to do it all at once? And I yes. realized, once again, it's that pressure, isn't it? That time to say, I'm 30 now. I need to have this. I need to do the house. I need to get the mortgage right. I need to do this. He was like, no, right. relax yourself. These things are attainable. But wow. you spreading yourself all over, you're not going to attain them. Because there is no yes. structure and direction oh. to it. Yeah, yeah, that oh, that is you know, it's so hard because then it's like I don't know, you know, f- for yourself, mm. it's like sometimes you're you know you have your hands in all these different parts because you're still trying to figure out yeah you know, what it is you want to do. You yeah. know what, what you said. What are you passionate about? Yeah, what's you know as you're saying, what does the person in five years what they're going to be proud of? Mm. So like sometimes you know it's so difficult to hone in. Mm. on one thing you know, what, what, what's the saying um something of one master of none I think there's that there's that kind of full trades but you're master of none yes it's it's so hard to like hone in on one thing so how did you then how was you able to choose this one mm. thing and put that some of the other things on yeah. pause you know to to kind of hone in <laughs> on this, this thing at this time and how do you feel about putting those other things on pause so on pause okay so I think one thing that I did was that I had to leave my job my full-time job that was the first thing because I was very passionate about you know the NHS working for the NHS it's been the COVID yes. um you know we're currently going through the pandemic so having that passion for that my employer and also having the yes. passion for my business. They're both suffering. I'm suffering. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do all of these things because I'm constantly like, this person needs me. I need me. My business needs me. So I had to say to myself, Mon, the full-time job has to go. 
because you've done your MSc. You've got to, you know, academically, in regards to biomedical sciences, you've reached sort of like the point where now you're a senior biomedical scientist. You know, people recognize everything that you've done. People recognize what's on your CV and your portfolio. So what are you passionate about now? I said to myself, half the time when I'm at work, I'm looking at people going, are we going for a walk today? (laughs) (laughs) And I realized now my passion is actually in the health and fitness industry. So once I relinquished the nine to five and then had to come up with a plan and the plan had to be contracting because I'm still not quite at the point where my business can fully function on its own and I can be solely fully employed. So I had to become a yes. contractor and design sort of like the hours that I'd like to work. So now I work like two days on and then I have the three days off to work on the business. And then I would like three nice. days and then I'll have the rest of the week off. So that now, so what it does is that now I do mostly data analysts. So I'm a data analyst. So, you know, when I say that I completely okay. change. So I've gone yes, from being the scientist yeah. that's doing the science to just yes. being the scientist that's looking at data. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it's a complete change. Yeah. Mm. How how are you finding it? How are you you enjoying the change? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it because I'm tired of running around. (laughs) I I want to rest. I want to rest. rest. And once again, I'm being intentional about taking this contract because the workload is not too intense. So it means that yes. I'm not as exhausted when I get home. I can fit in a few clients. I can still go to the gym and I can get at least six to eight hours of sleep. You know what I'm saying? So it's freed up oh, yeah. so much for me, for me to be able yes. to then actually work on my passion because now I have those yeah. three days. I only work two. They only call me to the office for yes. two days. You've got a lot nice. of time now, Mon, to focus on the business. Yeah. And this time around, don't rush. That's the first thing yeah, I say to bye. myself. I say, don't rush. <laughs> Who are you competing with? Right. <laughs> oh, and, and and it's that, isn't it? I think I always try and say to my friends, like, you know, this is your life and it will happen, you know, yes. in, in its own time. And as you're saying, mm-hmm. who are you competing yeah. with? You know, mm-hmm. why are you rushing to do this, rushing to do that mm-hmm. when, you know, there's there's no time frame on when or how you can kind of a- achieve it. As you said, yes, you can mm-hmm. be intentional, but never put a, a kind of a time frame on like, things because you're consistently yes. disappointed, you yes. know, disappointed. I said, yeah. you're not sleeping, <sighs> you know, now you're stressed. <laughs> Now you're not getting your, your, you know, your three liters of water in a day, whatever it may be. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, you you're not happy. Problems. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. You no, definitely. So it's about taking it also day by day, step by step. So it's the same with my weight loss clients. I say to them, "Who are you competing with to lose this weight? Because it's all to do with you versus you." The good you versus the fat you, you know, the the part that's right, no, is it? <laughs> so it's true. only an internal battle that you are having with yourself. So I don't want you to look at anybody else and compare yourself with anybody else. Take it day by day. Do the best that you can. Because what I find is that a lot of women, what we do, right? So hot girl summer is coming. We'll be like, I'm gonna oh, lose God, ten yeah. pounds in two weeks. Okay. Yeah, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and when that ten pounds is not done within those two weeks, you know, like you were saying, you then get there and things like that. You then think, yeah. oh screw it. I'm not meant to lose weight anyway. And you go the other way. 
definitely yeah so, so think, think, can you lose 10 can you do 10 pounds in two months can you do 10 pounds in two months in two months yes yes absolutely so uh, okay i say that ideally is about people tend to lose we'll say about two pounds in a week so that's about a kilo so you're looking at about eight pounds yeah. in a month that's oh, okay. like a healthy sort of like amount to lose but obviously okay. those that do the ketogenic diet that kind of works a bit differently because they drop a right. lot of weight very quickly yes. and then yeah it slows down so people right. are like oh yes. my god keto is the truth i dropped 20 pounds in four weeks yes you lost a lot of water weight that what you were right. holding on to and after you drop that water weight that plateau that's now your body actually taxing the body fat and that's where you now need right. to trust <laughs> the process be disciplined right. and be consistent because you're not going to see the results there then they will come three weeks later, four weeks later. Wow. Yes. It takes time. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, girl. <laughs> yeah. And for, <laughs> so I know, mm-hmm. funny enough, and you know, I was saying earlier, you're very much like an open book. Yeah. Um, and I know that you recently shared how, um, mm. not better, maybe not very right now, <laughs> but how a man very. told you that. You recently shared how a man told you that I should, that you should have settled down and had kids by now. <laughs> and, um, and we know you read him for filth. So thank you. I had to do it for all of us. All of my... Brothers, aunties, thank you very much. You know, we just... <laughs> the, and not auntie, like, you know, auntie. The aunties, yes. <laughs> you know, we're still young and fabulous and enjoying our life. And I was like, uncle, you are not married. You are 40. <laughs> but, right, see, hmm, they're always the ones with so much yeah, gumption, yeah. right? So much... So, and, you know, kind of refusing for society to box you into a certain timeline no. and standard. No, you know, I think you kind of you literally just um you literally just said it, you know, like mm. you you have you have to kind of go on your own path, yeah. you know, um, yeah. follow your own journey, and all you can be is your kind of own competition, mm-hmm. you know, like in, in this life, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, you know, I think that's the only way that you kind of can succeed and you know, kind of basically like progress forward when you're mm. only in alignment with yourself. Yes. So yeah. how have you been able to consistently and constantly work on not controlled by the damage and trauma, you know, of your life and that mm. notion of gaining that mm. control back for yourself <gasps> I think, and living for? I think the Living first Monica. thing was actually acknowledging that those things happened. Like I had to, I think I had to go back because I, I say this, I've, I've been to therapy. I had to go to therapy because I was not going down the right path mentally. And yeah. in therapy, one of the things that we then opened up about was talking about your childhood growing up. <clears throat> and for me, it, it was my relationship with my dad that kind of like um I guess created and blossomed this woman that went into the world angry and thinking oh I'm gonna march to my own beat I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do this because I had a misunderstanding with the kind of love that my father was giving me my father is very overprotective and also he expects me to achieve he expects me to be the best in everything not boys or girls you're gonna be the best of everyone so yes Having a father like that, and also, you know, he comes from the army, having a father that drives me as a woman. And then also I'm in a world where I'm challenging every gender stereotype, because that's one thing I'm great for. I was never raised with sort of like gender stereotypes. Say, you're a girl, you're this. My dad said, go into the world and you achieve. You said you want to do this? Yeah. You didn't get an A star. You said you wanted to do this. Where's the A star? Yes. So, Yeah. yeah. So I guess I had a lot of things where I was angry. I appreciate that pressure and that drive. 
but also as a child I didn't understand why that pressure and that drive was always put on me so obviously as an adult how I then translated that love and went into the world I didn't quite make the right choices for myself right and so having to actually own up to say mon you can't blame your dad you can't you know blame anyone else you went into the world and you did this and that's okay baby girl you know it's fine because you didn't know any better and at the time that's what you thought was going to make you feel better yeah so it was just taking a step back and going back to all of those moments all of those things and then just letting them go and not allowing them to constantly dictate who I show up as or constantly dictate to say okay because I've been hurt in the past I'm going to be an asshole to every man that comes into my life (laughs) do you know what I'm saying I'm crazy because I've been cheated on so I'm going to be in your phone all day (laughs) all of these behaviors that we condone I had to say to myself nah you're turning 30 in the minute you know you want to be a mom you want to raise your kids in a different way in a lighter way yeah you need to get lighter yeah wow wow and and did you did you do that just before you turned 30 I did that so I would say this she uh, my cousin she's gonna watch this so my cousin I guess like you know when you have a cousin you grew up together and then they then moved away somewhere else and you became distant and then when you're older you come back together and you become best friends so she came back oh, into my okay. life, yeah, and I was so she's like my very, very close friend. And she said to me, Mon, I from the Mon that I once met when we were younger to where you are now, I can see a dark cloud over you. And if you go wow. over that 30 mark without addressing all this darkness and the heaviness that you carry, she was like, You're not gonna make it into the woman that you want to be. She was like, I'm sorry, I have to use 30 as the timeline, but your 20s yeah. are you to enjoy and be you know who you want to be but 30 you are now laying those bricks the foundation of you know the lifestyle the women you know the woman you're going to be the mother you're going to be you know your parents are also going to get older you're going to have to look after your parents you're now the parent as well like if you go over that mark with all of these things that you carry within you you won't make it to 30 to become who you want to be and yeah just her saying those Oof, things a reality check ah, a reality check <laughs> yes that's what I mean yes. that honesty you know that's what and that's what I look for now in friends and business partners and people that come to me Amen. to say we're going to be yeah. honest with each other we're not going to sit here and tell us yes you look cute when you know yeah. this outfit is not for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <laughs> no I'm 100% I always said I'm so against those yes yes friends that no. you know always agree with, agree with what you're saying mm. you know like no come I need you to check me yes you exactly. know, check, check me when I'm wrong you know um mm. shout shout for joy for me when I've when I've done the great yes. but you know I need you to be you know, that's that kind of support yeah. system both good and bad because at the end of the day you know yeah. we're not we're not always good people no, you know, no. as humans we do some effed up stuff mm-hmm. and yeah. that's just that's normal you yes. know you need people to around you to check you mm-hmm. and give you that um that good reality okay yes. so basically get a therapist before 30 yes. noted yes. yeah and that <laughs> was literally it and after that I embraced 30 I was like I welcome wow. you now because I've done the work so I would say if I'm going to be honest with you, babe, it was from the age of 28 to 29 and a half. That's me. One and a year. <laughs> that's the year it took. Yeah. That's the year I lost all the weight. So me wow. losing the weight, I am also losing all of those bad habits. I'm losing that woman that, you know, that didn't love herself. I had to shed all of those things. So from the age of 28. So 
if there's any woman out there that feels like, you know, so for example, my sister, she turns 26 on Friday. And I always say oh. to her, babe, <laughs> eight mates. Oh, eight mates as well. Yeah. So yeah. you guys, you're my baby sisters. And I always say to her, don't <laughs> let any auntie tell you how you're supposed to be living your life from the age of oh, two, from 25 until 30. That is for you to decide, you know, if you mess up, just have a look at yourself and say you messed up. But what did you learn? from this are you going to be doing Bye. this again oh. no yes. that's okay your 25 is up for you yeah. for you to mess up if for you to you know get your heart broken you know these f boys are everywhere play some of these <laughs> f boys while you're here your 20s <laughs> so yeah so i say to you know that age range of 25 to 28 for me i just wanted to be i guess on one token, it was bad because I wanted to be out drinking and partying. But then on the same token, I just wanted it out of my system because I'd always said when I get to 30, it's grind time. You know, it's time for me yeah, to actually yeah, yeah. take my career and my life and everything serious. But from 25 to 28, I was living la vida loca. Enjoyment. <laughs> enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. Enjoyment. Yeah. But be focused with the enjoyment because I was getting promotions with the enjoyment and still getting you know, all my MSEs and professional qualifications done. So it's also to show young women to say, it doesn't mean that, you know, just because you're academic, you should be in the library all the time time no sis put on the list yes. go out with your girls enjoy yourself as well a hundred percent yeah the balance. Yeah. balance you need balance you know you need balance yeah. education and poverty yes. you can do it all you can absolutely <laughs> you we can. can do it all you can do it all, you can do it all. yeah no it's so true and <laughs> to be fair like so how how mm. have you know I think for a lot of us especially like at 25 we're like mm. oh my god um mm. 30 seems so old I can't believe it <laughs> or let's say like 24 yeah and then you get to 25 like, oh my god okay so 30 is really you know knocking on my door yeah. like you know it's coming really mm-hmm. and I feel like there's as you're saying there's there used to always be this fear that mm-hmm. you had to have all your life together by 30 mm-hmm. but I think kind of I know I talk to myself you know kind of yeah. being 26 and seeing you know all these amazing 30 year old women out here you know yeah. um, embracing it you know yeah. and thriving and I always hear that they say that um, when you become when you become 30 you realize that, that you really realize who you are and you know you're, you're very much living in who you're going to be you know mm. like for the rest of your life almost yes you're growing yes you're evolving but are that, you enjoying yeah. it so far the yes first two I am <laughs> loving it no you are absolutely right in everything that you said to say that you know when you hit that 30 mark I don't know it's like something just it's like a switch goes on and it's not a switch of pressure to say oh my gosh you gotta do these things but it's just more of acceptance to say okay wow. right let the new games begin and also another thing right I, I always say this to the young girls I said when I was 25 28 I was broke I turned 30 I made bank now so I'm enjoying myself <laughs> yes oh yes. yeah and oh my gosh yeah no I, lo- I love that no le- people did you hear that <laughs> When you get to 30, you you know, you're more intentional about the direction you want your career to go on. You're more intentional about the things that you want and stuff like that. So when you get to 30, you as a woman, I really felt like, yes, you know, my my mom will be proud. My ancestors will be proud. My grandma will be proud because I just felt like I've, I've done very well. I've made my parents proud. And for me, that's always been the base of everything I've done. It wasn't even, I, I won't even say for myself, it's always been just to make my parents proud. And the moment, yeah, yeah, I so think it was, 
last year and now my dad he says it all the time I'm so proud of you I'm so proud of you I'm so wow, proud of you yes it's taken away a lot wow. of pain it's taken away a lot of pressure and you know the imposter syndrome that I used to also put upon myself to constantly overachieve the moment my dad said I'm proud of you I said <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Wow. Who am I yeah. doing the most for anymore? The one man, the very important man in my life, finally sees me and he recognizes me. So I'm here now. I'm here. So everyone yeah. has to see wow. me now. Yeah. So okay. Uh, so question then. Yeah. You know, if if your dad, was this like hypothetical? But if your dad had never ever, you know, told told you that he was proud of you, do mm. you think that you would have? continue to live your life you know almost like for him not not to say that that's kind of what you were doing but you know you were saying yeah. you were kind of tick, ticking these boxes yeah and you know I feel like sometimes for me like this is not my personal experience but I feel like sometimes parents can be the killer of joy you know sometimes. and they don't they don't always allow you to be an adult yeah and figure out life for yourself mm-hmm. and I guess you know I get like for me you know for you like you know yes yeah. you have certain relationships with your parents and they're not always the easiest Mm. but I know in my experience that one thing that my parents always allowed me to just be me and figure it figure it out for myself but I know that not Mm. everybody kind of has been given that grace and it's like at what point do you then be like you know what no Mm. you're pushing this life you wanted on me this is not this is not even what I want to do you know this is not even what I want to do it's not where I want to be so um yeah do you think you would have still been pushing for that kind of acceptance um I think also another thing that I had to do was to also accept that my dad is human so it's not so much him trying to control what I'm doing with my life it's him saying my daughter I want you to have a better life than I did I want you to go beyond what your mom and I have been able to do. So it was also understanding that. But then also I'm a child. I'm their child. I also want that love. I also want my parents to tell me that they love me, you know, that they are proud of me. So not so much, no, because obviously I was doing the healing and the work as well. But it was sort of like, it was just the cherry on the top that just sort of like solidified to say, everything that you're doing is not in vain you know you are okay you are doing good sis you are loved you know this is what it is so it's not so much that I would have continued because no that's just you sort of like using once again that as an excuse to continue in the same cycles so I was already doing the work so no I would have sort of like gone the other way but in the back of my mind in the you know at the bottom of my heart it still would have been something that I would have been like Oh, I'd like yeah. my dad to say he's proud of me. So yes, yeah. that little that little, little girl in <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, know, daddy's little girl. I've always been daddy's little girl. So oh. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. yeah, no, it is. It's it is so hard. It's hard to, mm. you know. I feel like sometimes as well, like mm-hmm. not people don't always give their parents the grace. I'm not saying that not all parents mm. are perfect. You know, no. like some parents have been. Yeah. really shit people you know put their kids in yeah. situations that yeah. are you know kind of unforgivable but as you're saying sometimes mm. our parents are only doing doing the best that they that they can and yeah. as you're saying sometimes that that tough love comes from a place of of love mm. in a, in their own kind of way yes. as well that we yes. don't always understand but I think no. that's what um 
becoming an adult, you know, then yeah. does. And then I guess for some people say becoming a parent, yes. it kind of brings that understanding mm-hmm. of, you know, it's, it's love at the end of the day, just not how mm-hmm. we may have wanted it or how we understand yeah. it. Yeah, it is absolutely, coming from a, a good place. And it's going to be almost. the same kind of like love in relationships, right? So it will be the same thing whereby you expect your partner to show you love in a certain way because that's how you give love. So you expect others. But for, for your partner, they might show you love in a certain way and they might want to receive love differently. You know, instead of the gifts, they might just want to spend time with you. And that's that's love yeah. for them, but you might not get it. So it's like also understanding to say these conflicts that are some of the conflicts we have with our parents. It's a relationship. You might have some of these conflicts with some of the people that you right. love and you want to bring closer to you as well. So that oh wow. yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, kind of interesting way. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's compromise and, and just understanding mm. other people, isn't it? I yeah. think that's very much a part of life. Like mm. Understanding and then yeah. seeing how you kind of people can mesh together and work together mm-hmm. with you know your your different upbringings, yes. basically. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I know that you kind of you know, spoke about like you know, when you were when you were twenty eight. That's when kind of yeah. life changed. Yeah. But have you ever felt ever felt an anxious anxious about the future? And how did you kind of overcome that? Oh. So was there ever like a quarter life a quarter life um, crossroad? I think or it's not. Crisis, so, it like wasn't. It. It's not so much like quarter life, not a quarter life crisis. But I think the crisis I have is. Once I start doing something and working to achieve something, I have a crisis of, oh my God, I think, I don't think I'm going to make it. This is too much. I start to yeah. drown in my own workload and then I become anxious to say, am I ab- actually able to do these things? Can, do I have oh. the brains for this? Like, I think I'm playing myself. Oh, I, wrote, oh, I, wrote, I wrote that in my journal yesterday. Damn. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get yeah. it. So I start to drown and sort of like get anxious and drown in my own workload. But then I think one of the things that I now use to anchor me is that I remind myself of the other times where I've struggled, where I've had hardships, where I've, you know, tried to achieve something and I felt this anxiety as well. And then I say, Did you achieve it? Did it go well? Yeah, you might have suffered and cried a little bit, but it went well. You did it. And then it then gives you gives me that breather to say, okay, okay, take your time. You got this. You got this. You can do it. Yeah. And then I continue. It's so true. that's the that's kind of like the anxieties I get to sort of like so like with this I, new job when I started contracting and then I started to feel like okay, I don't I don't think I could do this. I, I'm not going to be getting you know paid. I don't have my my what's it called a uh, pension anymore. And then I'm having all of these okay. anxieties about the choice I've made. But I'm still doing it. I'm still going to work and doing it. And then I then say, <laughs> okay, you've not really suffered. You know, you've not lacked in any season. You've always found your way. So yes, keep going. So yeah, so that yes. yes, yeah. So you just anchor yeah. yourself back. By just taking a quick reflection of how far you've come. Um, yeah, no, it's, impo- it's important yeah. to do that for sure. Mm. So then mm. um, for yourself, yeah. what did you, what did 25 year old think that you would be doing at 30 compared to, you know, what you were doing now? So 25 year yeah. old Monica thought that. 25 year Monica <laughs> thought that I would be doing exactly this, actually. I never, yes. So I actually never had like, you know, the picket fence dream of, you know, having had to have kids married at this age or anything like that. For me, 30 was about me becoming a boss within myself. 
So that, nice. that's what 30 was always about. And whenever people would put time pressures onto me, I used to say, ah, that's not going to work because I'm still going to march wow, okay. my own beat. So, so I think, yeah, 25-year-old Monica would actually think, yeah, this is what we thought it would look like. Definitely. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. the, yes, you, you, well, clearly you've been the creator of your own yes. life and the consistently kind of been intentional mm. with, you know, what, where you're at. So, mm. no, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we kind of, you yeah. rarely hear that. You rarely, yeah. you rarely hear that people are kind of almost where they wanted to be or where they mm-hmm. thought they would be. Yeah. You know, so I think that's really nice yeah. to hear and kind of, <laughs> it, it, you know, um, emphasizes yeah. the need, the need to be intentional mm-hmm. with how you're moving in life you know because I'm a believer that anything's possible yes. reach for the stars and you might just catch one absolutely. is how I like to live so yeah, yeah. Dream, dream, dream big, big. dream big is always if I actually give my like my little golden nugget of how I kind of like sit down and think about the things that I want so I use a tool yeah. in coaching we call it it's like visualization so I visualize okay. to say okay in a year's time how do I want to see Monica? So one of the things I remember this, I was in first year of union, you know, you just moved into halls and I kept visualizing saying, yeah. okay, the apartment that I'm going to get for myself, I'm going to have a balcony. I'm going to have a balcony. I want my flat with a balcony. So I would see it yeah. in the future and then work back from it. And then be like, okay, how are we getting to that balcony? Okay, I need to do A, B, C, D. Okay. So I always visualize where I would like to end up and then fill in the blanks right. in the middle to then get to yes, it. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Obviously things okay. change, plans change, you as a person change. Um, but I think for me, my goals have never really changed, but the plan always kind of changes because I have to adapt with life and everything that gets thrown at me yeah okay so I'm gonna be we kind of come full circle yeah like you know you like you know the what but it's always the how the how like it is always the how how. it's always the how I think that's the thing we know none of us quite understand so for you then that flat with the balcony yes how how for you was it like right okay I need to save this amount of money or I need to have this amount this certain job like yeah what what were those kind of steps for you obviously not well see that's now the other actual thing it's not that I was then making moves like a certain move to say needs to be like this I was then just progressing to say, okay, right, it's now okay. time for me to do my MSc. It's now time for me to do this. It's now time for me to do this. And with all of these things, this and this, that means that I'm progressing with my career. It means that, okay, next year I'm going to get a pay rise. Okay, next year I will be the right. next end. Next year I will now be in charge of this. So by the time we get to about five years, I would potentially be a high earner and I would then be able to have the flat that's this. So even though I would have the vision as far as the achievement, I don't think I actually sat down and I was like, I then want to run a business. I knew I wanted to have a business, but I never knew what it would be. In. Like I never oh, knew wow. what I would yeah, yeah, yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Or yes. even coaching. I knew I wanted to be a coach. I knew I was very good at helping people and helping them progress and bring out the best out of themselves. But what kind of a coach I was going to be? I had no idea. You never knew. <laughs> yeah. So you, 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 you yeah. just kind of fell in, fell into, fell into 
this kind of you know what like the coaching that you're doing now I think it's you know how I say it at the beginning to say that sort of like your pain becomes your passion so for me because my yes. weight loss journey was my pain it was one of the most painful things that I sort of like experienced so then having wow. to conquer that and actually say yo I did it I lost the weight I've never you know I got all the way to a size eight these are things that I've life achievements you know wow. then yes. it becomes a passion because you realize if I can do it I can help others do it as well this is not just you know a secret that's just for me everyone can get this type of happiness yeah yeah so I think that's what it was and then obviously all the tests that I had to go through in life and all the relationship challenges I had with my dad and you know with everyone and then every other choice that I then made in life in coaching we say that coaching is a way of life because you're constantly reflecting and trying to sort of like get to a space of understanding yourself so it's not about to say in the good or the bad it's just getting to a space of understanding and being mindful about you know things that are going on and then you decide what you want to do about the information that you have at hand. Nice. So okay. It, so about well, I feel, yeah. No, it makes so much sense. And I guess, you know, mm. for you, you know, you, you're kind of walking in your purpose, you know, you're, you're staying aligned, you know, with your vision, yes. you know? Um, and again, like, as we mm. keep on saying, be, be intentional, yeah, you know, with with what what you want, what you're doing, mm. and where you want your life to go. Yeah. So any, so you know, any final words that you, if your younger sister was listening, happy birthday yeah. to her. For oh, next, is it next, thank next you. Week? It's on Friday, seventh of May. Oh, Friday. Okay, yeah. it, it, this won't be out then. But happy birthday, sis. <laughs> and then when you do, <laughs> when you do this? listen, yeah, yeah, when, when you do listen, <laughs> what any any final words to her or any you know person in their 20s that are just figuring it out to all my sisters so to anyone so my final words this is the same thing that I always say to my sister is say you know live your best life but with you living your best life I want you to be honest with yourself sometimes and come back and say did you enjoy that yes did I need to do this thing that I did probably not (laughs) will I be doing it again yes or no it's up to you so I want you to you know to enjoy yourself but also take ownership and accountability of the things that you do because at the end of the day you are in charge and you're the curator of your life so I would say to my sister if you're going to do something so for example if she starts talking to a boy that already has a girlfriend I say to her are you ready for the karma Mm -hmm. if sis finds out and comes to you in your dms are you ready for that as a woman (laughs) as a woman are you ready so whatever choice you make you gotta be ready to own it and be ready for whatever it is that comes with it so be powerful in the things that you do and just know that you are deserving and worthy of it Oh, guys, I feel like I've just been coached. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I know, I absolutely love that. So before we, you know, final words, um, where can people find you? You know, where, ah. where can you find you? Your Instagram, yes. at everyone, a website, wherever it may be. Yeah. It'll obviously all be in the um, description box below as well. Okay, but... so you can find me. So it's on Instagram. It's at fit, F-I-T dot rockstar so rockstar is a double r with an extra r at the end so r-o-c-k 
S-T-A double R so fit.rockstar amazing well guys right go definitely go and check Monica out you know if you put your daily motivation any of you out there doing your 10k daily walk yes. then definitely go and you know <laughs> follow her yeah. you know and just kind of see yeah. the, the progress pictures the journey you know it's, yes. it's so amazing and empowering you know it's kind of Mm-hmm. See, it definitely, even though I'm not on a keto diet, it definitely, you know, <laughs> keeps me motivated on yes, them days indeed. where I just want to eat cake and, you know, yeah, eat away my challenge. sorrows. But <laughs> yeah, and it, and it, yeah. and it definitely, that page definitely is that. So we thank, thank you, you again for joining me and um, anyone listening, thank, thank you. you again for listening. So take care. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye.